Are you an agent struggling to understand real estate economics? Would you benefit from learning how top agents structure their businesses? Then you've come to the right place. And welcome to another edition of the Nerdy Agent Podcast, where we teach you the basic economic and business principles you need to thrive in today's real estate market. I'm your host, Luke Pedersen, with my brothers and fellow nerds, AJ and Josh. Second podcast of the day, guys. Yeah. Why are we shooting? we did this morning. We bought a house. We did buy a house. Oh, that's right. I was like, we shot a podcast this morning. I was like, I should open with that. And you guys like, wait, what? We bought a house this morning? Yeah, we uh, we bought another house this morning. We did buy a house. That's 16, I believe. Mm. 16 or 17. We have debate on this. I think it is 16. Emily thought it was 17, too. I said, no, I'm pretty sure it's 16. 16. We should probably know the answer to that question. Also, side note, one more sleep. Until Luke goes to Italy. Until Luke goes to Italy. I'll be be in Arizona, too. There you go. Um, Let's get into the would you rather of the week, which... I will say, I think this is my favorite would you rather you've ever put on here, Josh. It's your first year of real estate. Would you rather sell 10 houses for $200,000 each or two houses for a million dollars each? We all know the answer to this question. I know my answer, and, and I, I don't know. So I'm going to sell those I 10. Think I would be willing to bet you that if you asked 100 agents, like, you know, we're polling 100 agents. 95 now. would pick two houses. Uh-huh. That'd be and they'd all be wrong. And they'd all be they out of business wrong. on their second year because they have no referrals. So I'm going to sell the 10, and then those 10 are going to send me five the next year. But what you're missing on there, too, is it's your first real year of real estate, so you also have no experience. Yeah, so I got so 10, 10, years, 10 it, houses of experience. That's what I'm saying. Like, the yep. two houses gives you, like, no experience. And you're probably not doing a great job for your million-dollar clients that your first two house sales. No. I'm hoping that of my 10, I've got at least one down payment assistance mm-hmm. and FHA two, two really tough inspections, a little yep. VA FHA action. Maybe someone backs out in an inspection period and so you can learn kind of what that looks like. But like. How many times have we heard people come in and be like, I just want to sell luxury? It's like, well, how about you get experience doing what you're doing? You build your client base. You build referrals. If you fall into luxury, you fall into luxury. But like... Everyone wants to chase the dollars because you make more money on each sale, but get good at what you do, get clients that can then create a business for you and go from there. Being a real estate agent is not a get rich quick scheme. However, if you're really willing to put in the work, we have an awesome team here called the Advisor Realty Group, and we are adding agents and scaling quickly. So message us, DM us. We would love to have you. And today, shameless plug. And today we are getting a little bit less nerdy. With the new year rolling around fast, pending sales down, we wanted to discuss the truth about how many real estate agents fail in the real estate industry and how to ensure that you're not one of them. To start, I wanted to talk about the numbers, just so we have an idea. How many agents are there in the United States and Minnesota specifically right now? And we might as well talk, when we say fail, we might have to set criteria for that, right? What defines not making? Out of the industry, I would say, but there are people. But in the there are 1.5 million real estate agents right now in the United States, and 22,000 in Minnesota. So, a staggering amount when you consider there are only 753,000 homes available for, for sale in the U.S. So, let's repeat that: 750 homes available, 1.5 million. Question: realtors. I just have one question. Can you can you sell half a house like you can get half a sack in football? Yes, you can. You could if sell. you were on a co-listing um, agent, one of the you, big one of the big teams that does go. the co-listing agent thing, you get half of a sale for that. You yes. could half sale. You could half sale. So but the reality is, is yes, the math is together. pretty clear there, right? We're we're good at math. We're, that's why we did this podcast. So 
there are twice as many agents as there are available homes for sale in the U.S. right now. Which is crazy. And how has that number changed over the years? So it's weirdly been growing. I mean, I guess you say weirdly. The market's been hot. When the market's hot, things grow. In 2010, there were just over 1 million agents. So we've added almost 50% since 2010. Now, part of that is we lost 350,000 agents after 2007, 2008. So it dropped from like 1.3 down to about a million, just under a million. But now we're over 1.5, which is like an all-time high. And just in the last year, from 2020 to 2021, so excluding 2022, uh, we added over 100,000 new agents. So, it, you know, it's when, people, when the real estate market is hot, everyone wants to get in, right? But now we're going to see a huge decline likely in the next year or two because the reality is the real estate market's not really hot anymore. And so if you're running into this pool and then the pool shrinks by 40%, it's probably not a very fun pool to be in. Mm -mm. And, and I want to get into the nitty gritty of kind of what Minnesota is too. I know we talked about the U.S. numbers. I think that's helpful for people. But we're in the Twin Cities like we talk about a lot. Um, and tell us like the facts about how many sales there are in the U.S. and Minnesota. But specifically, I want to start talking about Minnesota as well. I may have to edit some of the, sale, the stats, the calculations that we have down. Because we have to keep in mind that every sale has how many agents? Two. Two sales. So, Fair. So all of the sales. So typically, um, you know, in the whole state, we're seeing around 80,000. I think in the Twin Cities, we're seeing around like 65,000 sales per year. Um, per year. Yep. And that jumped to 90,000 in 2020 in the whole state again. Um, but it will be dropping down to the historical average uh, this coming year. We're, I mean, we're down 30, 40% every week. We track pending sales. They're kind of doing the same thing. Um, in the U.S., the total number of sales ranges from like 5 to 6 million sales per year. So. That's kind of like the whole, the big picture numbers, if you will. And so when you're talking about 80,000 sales, two agents per, so you're saying essentially like that's like 160 possible options. Yeah, essentially what saying, though, is, is when you think about it, numbers of agents versus numbers of sales, Minnesota versus the U.S., the reality is, is there's about four to five total houses sold per agent in both cases. So, um you know, that's if you double that because there's twice as many transactions happening per person, you're still talking about eight to 10 sales per agent um, happening within the year. So, oh, I'm eight, sorry, one per every, sorry, two. I'm going to say, how, what, what's that number? So, how many, how many sales in Minnesota do we have per agent? We would, we would numbers? have about four sales per agent. So, you could say the average agent. I mean, we've always said the average agent sells like six to eight houses. Yep. Which is 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 but about in Minnesota, true. We're it's ever, up, about it's up the, right now because the sales were higher. I think we're going to see that come back down to like. But that the average agent number. doesn't sell six to eight houses because we think that's the average agent, but it's about the top ten percent that's selling that. If you took that's if you took a look is. at the median, you'd probably see a much lower number. Yeah, sure. Totally. So yep. how you calculate statistics matters. matters. Yes, and and four to five sales per agent is roughly about. I think we have like thirty k per year if every single person we just split the pie Evenly. between every agent. That's about what we'd make per person um the median income for an agent is around fifty thousand dollars median income. and the average is a lot lower i believe uh it depends how it gets calculated how probably how gets calculated. if you're counting the half of that 1.5 million number that don't even sell a house um then yes probably would be lower but if you look at the median i i guess yeah i don't the know the top end is gonna have a lot though too um, the median's a much more important number because that's saying like the average agent in the marketplace, the mm -hmm. one who's just decent is making about that amount. Yep. Sure. And so then just touch back on this again. I want to know what's the, the top 10% of agents are selling over how many houses a year? So it's super top heavy. And this is a stat. Again, we don't have like our reference point on this, but I saw a guy that, that dug into this and gave the numbers on each like bucket of number of sales. And it was like zero to three, three to six. Well, zero, 
then it was zero to three, three to six, and six plus. And he had calculated that only about 10% sell more than six houses. So 90% of agents sell less than six houses. It's a super, like, and this isn't a book that I was listening to right now. It's like the 80-20 principle um, that, I mean, if you look at, uh, like, his example was like 20% of the people pay, like, 90% of the taxes in the United States. Sure. You look at any g- given marketplace, it usually ends up being like an 80-20 mm-hmm. type deal. In this case, maybe like a 90-10 type sure. deal that 10% of the agents sell yep. about 90% of the real estate. And and a lot of these numbers as well, and obviously that number makes sense, but a lot of the sales numbers, like how many sales we've had, what the average amount might be, what the median amount of sales is per agent, are from markets. I want to make sure people understand this. From an ever, because this is like the last 10 years we're basically talking about, mm-hmm. an ever-increasing market. Every yep. year there's been more sales, because since 2008 the market's only been going up essentially. Obviously it ebbs and flows. And so one would assume that when we start to see less sales for kind of the first time in a decade, we're going to see a lot of agents exiting the industry in the next 12 to 24 months. And we talk about how, with how many people we're bringing on the team, how many agents we talk to in general, we're already seeing agents we're talking to on other teams that are just exiting the industry. And we've talked about this before too. It's, it's, and it's not just a realtor-specific problem. It's an American-specific problem that most people don't have a ton of margin, whether that's margin as their family as a business or margin of time or whatever, right? They just don't have a lot of space. And so if you see sales go off 40% and they're just average, they're going to lose 40% of their income and they're going to either have to get another job or find another way to make income because they probably are using most of the money that they, they mm-hmm. were making before. Yep. And so, and so what I want to talk about now that they kind of have a base knowledge of count sales, I want to talk about how the listeners can ensure that they're not one of the ones that are leaving this industry in the next 12 to 24 months. And how I want to do that is chat through, if we were to make a list of items, essentially, like what are the things you have to do? Because mm-hmm. in, a, in a down market, you should focus more on what you need to do to produce sales versus everything else, right? And my main man, Tom Ferry, I've listened to just about every single business planning podcast he's had for 2023. And his big point this year is that you can only accomplish if you want to do, if you want to have 10 goals for 2023. You're about 3% chance of getting that done. But if you have three goals and you do everything you can to just do those three things all year, you have like a 75% chance Mm -hmm. plus of doing them. So I want to talk about what the three things, in your opinion, we have some written down. They are different per person um, on what people should be doing to ensure that they can create sales in Mm -hmm. 2023. Want to hear my three? I want the three, yeah. That I would give any agent? Yeah, they, have, they can be different than what you've written down. They can be different than what you've okay. written down. I, we've so written two, down. two of yours I'm going to keep, okay. which are um, prospecting. So whether that's getting online leads, um, I think open houses could really be lumped into prospecting. Just running in front of, getting in front of people that you don't know yep. um, is an important one. Uh, meeting with your sphere is another very important one. If you haven't been doing that, I would suggest if you've got 100 people, you're meeting with five of them a week at the very least, um, maybe more going into this year because... That's the number one way to get a business off the ground. And you have to get more at-bats to get more leads right now. So if sales are down 30 40%, you've got to do 30 to 40% more activity to get those leads. Um, and I think the third thing... That's a really fun point. Say that one again. Sales are down... 30 to 40%. So you have to work 30 to 40% harder to get the same number of sales. I love so that. we tell people, if you have 100 friends and 10 of them were going to buy a house last year, only six to seven of them will buy a house also this a great year. Number. So you need to talk to 150 but, friends But now. six to seven of them are going to buy a house this year. And how many people did you meet with last year? Because it probably wasn't that many. No. So you might you could theoretically get all six to seven where you didn't even get all 10 of them because you weren't meeting with them maybe. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, if, you don't, if you're not meeting with your friends right now, you have almost 0% yeah. long-term. And so, third, I just love that. I get my third thing. So, but I, wait. So, meet with your sphere. You said about five a week. At, l- at least. At if least. you have time for more, meet with freaking 10 if you can. So, then you also talk about prospecting, open houses. I want to know numbers. So, like, obviously, if you're in a situation where you have leads, you should be following up and calling them every single week. Mm-hmm. If you're doing open houses, like what are what should people be doing for an open house? You should at least do one every single week. That's what I was thinking. Um, is what I would say. Okay. And figure out your strategies about how you're going to do it and set actual goals around how you're going to execute and how many sales you're going to get from it. Mm-hmm. The third thing, which is kind of a funny one because it lumps in a lot of things, but would be figure out what you're going to do when you have nothing to do. Because whether it's a good market or a bad market, the number one way that I've seen agents fail, if you will, or get out of the business or not be successful is they have nothing to do, and so they do nothing. Rather than, oh, I have nothing to do. I'm going to go to an inspection. I'm going to go learn more about this thing. I'm going to research this thing. I'm going to go meet with this person. Like, if you have nothing to do, you should be filling your time. If you can't figure out how to work 40 hours next year, you're not going to be successful. And so what Tom Ferry would say on those three items, he'd say, open houses, one a week. And then you just go, check, I did my one for this week. Meet with Sphere, five a week. And then you write down all the names underneath it every single week. So, you know, you're doing that. And then on your business plan, you'd write nothing to do, question mark. And you could literally, right now, you could think about every single thing that you could be doing when you have nothing to do. And then you go, oh, I have nothing to do. And then you just go back to your business plan and you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at inspection reports today. Bingo. Yep. Do we have any other than, do you have different opinions than the three? Well, my... My biggest thing is, uh, I mean, this is a little bit outside of it. It kind of talks about what we're talking about here, but like having a routine, right? So if you don't have a base routine, that's when you're going to find this, like, I have nothing to do thing. You don't wake up. You don't have a plan for the day. You kind of just let the day float by. You're never going to have success, when, especially when the market's slow, because you're just going to kind of float through the day. Um, and then understand where your business comes from. So you need to understand how you're having success. If you're a brand new agent, the odds are good that your sphere is not going to just fall into your lap, especially right now because they'll have more options to choose from. Um, So finding a team, for example, and finding someone who's going to give you leads and finding someone who's going to teach you the ropes, I think now is more important than ever because if you don't have that and you're just in your first year and you have nothing to do, you might figure out from a Tom Ferry podcast what you think you can do for the day. But having actual mentors and coaches that can guide you is going to be really, really important. I want to I come back to the team thing because the first thing you said actually there was, was I think, really smart because we're not only talking to first-year starting agents. We're talking to somebody who sold 30 houses next year or this year, right? I mean, I sold – I'm at 35 for this year, and I'm telling the other agents, like, I am hyper-focused on everything I need to do next year to sell the same amount of houses because it's going to be more difficult. Yep. And so if you're not doing this, people who have sold enough houses, take your sales – and then figure out where each of them come from and bucket them. And maybe you might start seeing some trends on where they're coming from that you didn't know that you can double down back on. Exactly. Right? If you are, if if you did 10 open houses last year but got five clients, you should definitely be doing more open houses yep. in 2023. If you get uh, less sphere people, maybe you meet with more sphere people, what have you. Absolutely. Um, but essentially just making sure you're bucketing that is a really good point. And then the last thing we did want to talk about was the team. So I wanted to get more into that sure. on how can people find um, a good team and kind of how should they be vetting people? Um, I just leave that. That's fine. Um, so I would say, um, I, I mean, if you're going to join a team, figure out, uh, you know, someone who has opportunity. I think there's, there's a few things we talk about that teams can provide. 
Um, the first one they can provide is mentorship. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're just starting a team, that's kind of all you can have. You might not have a huge budget to buy leads. You might not have a huge staff, but you can say, you know, I've sold a hundred houses, so I know what I'm doing. Come with me and I'll help you understand how you can do the same thing. Um, then the second, you know, step in the growth of a team would be, um, staff. Mm -hmm. I'd say maybe systems too, systems and staff. So um, having a transaction coordinator that actually has a system in place to make sure every transaction coordination experience is exactly the same um, is the second thing people can, you know, a, a team can offer you. And the third is opportunity. So um, a fully uh, mature team should be able to offer all three of those things. If you are just starting, you're brand, brand new, and you don't know what to do, you probably want to look for a team that's like that, mm -hmm. that's, that's fully matured. If you're, and by opportunity, the last one you had on there, you're talking about leads. leads. Yeah, Clients. on online Clients. leads, at-bats, whatever, right? Um, Listings that you can do open houses at. Exactly, right? That's a great example. Yep. Um, trainings, all that kind of stuff, yep. right? So th there's there's all that. That's a, like a fully matured team that's a, like well-oiled offers those. If you're just like, market's slowing down and I feel lonely, that might not be your best fit for a team. Maybe you just want to group up with you know, somebody in your office and create your own little system where you guys are mentoring each other. So there's like different things based on your specific situation, I think that are really important to know. But if you do want that like fully built out team, they need to offer all three of those things. I think what I think we pride ourselves on, right? If you look at that number of only 10% of the agents are selling over six houses a year, pretty much every full-time agent on our team sells over six houses a year, right? So to be able to get all of our people into the top 10, what that speaks to, to me at least, is if you're newer and you're struggling to get to that six number, find a group of people who can, A, inspire you to get there because everyone around you is doing it. So you're like, I'm not meeting whatever else is doing. Or B, has enough opportunity to AJ's point that you can just get on board and be like, oh, well, I wouldn't have gotten there by myself. But because of all of these systems and leads and things like that that are coming my way, it's easy for me to get there, right? Like, there's no reason why every agent that joins our team shouldn't sell 12 houses in their first year. And and I think the other thing too is um, focus on, like you said, the like the would you rather question. Focus on the number of opportunities you're going to get to learn stuff um, and focus on the potential income, not the split. So I think a lot of agents get real hung up on, well, I can go to this company and get 100%. And I say, well, you can get 100% of one zero. or two transactions or yeah. zero transactions, but you know, I should know the actual number, but I like to your point, I think the average agent that's at least in their first full year or later yeah. is probably selling about 20 homes a year on average. So, um, I mean, our average across the board is about 15 sales yeah. with our 25 agents. So yeah, The other one that Tom Ferry's loving this year for 2023 is five and 10-year visions because it's going to be harder in the next two years, but everything you do in the next two years will produce in five and 10 years and if you're thinking about this as a 10-year job, it's now a career. Well, I mean, you it's need to get no into this to do this for else. two years, That's right? Like, so it, now... the, the worst part is the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like the first two to three years is the worst part. But after that, it should be rolling. But that keep point. that in mind. Like everything you're doing, even when you're working one and a half times harder for the same amount of sales, it's because you're working for 10 years down the line because it's not always going to be this way. And that's why it's far more important to send 10 $200,000 houses than two $1 million there houses you go. at first. And that's all we have for you today. The line of the day and the line of the week, and I think the line of 2023 is when sales are down 40%, all you have to do is work 40% harder and you'll sell the same amount of houses. We'll see you next week on the Nerdy Agent Podcast. And remember, be better. Be better.